All right, welcome everyone. Here we are doing it again. It's Tom and Brian, and we're here with Jade and Crystal Baller. And uh, we want to introduce you to two very talented people. And uh, let me send a shout out to anyone listening. And uh, also greetings to everyone from, let's just say, Beijing to Sichuan to Pelzer, South Carolina. All right, ladies, let's get it started with the standard stuff. Let yeah. me do rapid fire for all the boring standard okay. stuff. I'm going to ask five questions. It pertains to both of you. You answer in whatever order, whoever strikes first, and we'll get them out of the way in about a minute. Where are you from, Jade? Oh, I am from Charlotte. I was just born in Tennessee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Crystal? I'm from Fayetteville, West Virginia. Okay. I know where that is. Cool. Okay. All right. What's the first or last concert or both you attended? Crystal? Um, The last concert I saw was Primus in... Nice. I think it was the Charlotte show. It might have been the Raleigh show. I saw them back to back. Excellent. Jade? Uh, first concert I ever saw, I think, was an Eagles cover band, and they were awful. And then uh, the last one I saw... That's redundant, by the way. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> and the last one I saw, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure, was Beth Hart. Okay. Yeah. All right. I saw Elvis. Um, that's oh, not a joke. I missed first concert. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was Chubby Checker. Chubby that's, Checker? You're yeah. kidding. At, like, a car show when I was five. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. um, Favorite casual food spot in Charlotte? Jade. Oh, that's hard. Go to Crystal first. Crystal. Uh, I like bean vegan cuisine a lot. That's what I was thinking, but Common Market has that, um, the the vegan dawn breakfast sandwich, and I am watering at the mouth thinking about it. Yeah, I like Common Market. And bean, that's uh, one of the masterminds behind that. Charles, Mr. Chad's Foch is uh, an old, longtime acquaintance of mine. Quite the wacky dude. Um, how many bands or groups have you been in? Oh, crap, man. I don't know. I think I've been in two two bands and then one duo and then by myself. Okay. That's more than me. Yeah. Crystal? Um, I was in, in high school, I was in a band called Fred. And <laughs> now, then I, I moved to Hilton Head and I was in a band called Four Piece and a Biscuit. And then in all this Charlotte, is starting to make sense now. The person that went to see Primus, yeah. yeah. In uh, Charlotte, uh, my band was Basement Fanatics. We did like three different iterations of that with different people, and um, I backed up Lisa DeNovo for a little bit. And now um, I'm in a band called Richard. <laughs> cool. Fred and Richard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but I build bands. Yeah. Like yeah. so, I mean, every time I build a band, I'm kind of in the band. Yeah. I built uh, about forty-five bands at this point you're like malcolm awesome. mclaren with talent that's a really old <laughs> punk joke all right uh last one true father of reggae bob marley or peter tosh there is a correct answer by the way go ahead oh no that chicken in the corn guy i don't know what you're talking you about, don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i, I sure don't oh man he's great <laughs> Crystal. Um, I'm gonna guess not bob marley exactly thank you for answering it's peter, peter tosh yeah. clearly the man rode a unicycle Right. Yeah. See that easy stuff out of the way. Exactly. Um, but going back to the, like, not being from here and growing up and and you being in, I, like I said, I thought you were from Tennessee originally. But yeah, I lived there for three weeks. I was a Navy brat. My dad um, was stationed in Norfolk, so my mom's side of the family is from just outside of Nashville. We live on the east side. <clears throat> I got you. Yeah, and then we moved from there into Roanoke, and then moved to Gastonia, and then um, big naval base in Gaston County. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> You know, this is when he got out of the Navy. And then, okay. then we moved to Mint Hill, and I stayed there for a while till I moved The to old Plaza. 74 corridor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then what brought you into Charlotte? Um, 
Well, when I was 24, I left West Virginia to just, like, get the hell out. Um, I was Fair. not feeling too good in that spot. And you mean then, you didn't want yeah. to move to Sun or Rock or Gully Bridge or well, one of know, those exotic locales? All right. I moved to Hilton Head, actually, mm. from there, and I lived at the beach for a bit, and that was really fun. And then I moved here to start a band, and I just wanted to experience being in a city. Nice. Do you and guys that, like Charlotte? Do you find it too pretentious or too boring or anything like that? It depends on where you go. You know, I find a lot of um, the whole touristy aspect of Charlotte that happens in South End now is mm. kind of, I mean, gentrification and, and tearing down all yeah. of the staples. I mean, Double Door's gone, Tremont's gone. So yeah. there's like, what's the point? In, you know, I love Tremont. <laughs> I mean, I love yeah. Double Door, but I went to Tremont a lot over the years. Yeah, Tremont was great. Especially for like local metal bands and yeah. stuff like that. That oh, was yeah. always nice. Yeah, Not yeah. having to drive all the way to Ground Zero to go see. Like, yeah, because Ground Zero like. is the mecca now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it always kind of has been, but it is now, without yeah. a doubt. Watch, I'm glad Amos is open back up. Yeah. It's not as big, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. I think that, Charlotte, like when I first moved here, I hated it because it was so, it took me so long to find like a friend group. Yeah. And it's just everything's so spread out. Um, but when I finally found those people and then it was also like not very art friendly, it felt like at first. And then there's a lot of like people pitted against each other. I think it's just to do with the actual physical layout of Charlotte where everything is so spread out. Yeah, it is very niche within the like 485 loop. (laughs) If you don't have like a certain, you know, everything's very, I don't know. Well, we, we always grew outward. The urban sprawl, I yeah. guess they call that. And then finally they're learning that all these people that wanted to, and I'm not knocking them, but I'm telling them that what I prophesied came to pass. Everybody, one of my friends wanted to move to Fort Mill. And I said, uh, okay, well, that's fine. But in 10 years when they don't have enough roads and their schools are overcrowded and you're starting to have the same issues, now yeah. you'll understand why Charlotte doesn't suck. You know, yeah. every place has got their pros and cons. But well, now I we're building Charlotte upward. Now. We're building in and upward, yeah. like, a, like a big city. And I think that, like, it's a really awesome space, actually, for artists because oh, they're, agree. like, yep. it's not, yep. like, overburdened with like, or oversaturated. Like, you know, if you go to, like, Austin, like, we're, like, a dime a dozen in Austin. Yeah. But here, like, we can actually oh, yeah. flourish and build you're, something you're, that you're, can be you're ours. You're big fish in a small pond here. Yep. It's nice. Yeah, it's not, like you said, it's not saturated. People go, move to Nashville. So why would I move to Nashville? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Make $50 at a gig and cry into my tip jar at night. Like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, I had an offer to move to multiple places with a company I worked for back in the 90s. And uh, and one of them was New York. I said, no, man, there's there's 100 of me in every subway car in New York. I'll stay here. Yeah, I'm at least a little unique. No, but I kind of know what Chris was talking about because I'm not from here originally. When I first moved down here, it was kind of, you didn't know which way to go and where to you know, where the stuff was. But yeah. now I've been here for nine years, so I kind of see the art pockets and the bands. and. But you also, doing. and I'm sure Crystal, mm-hmm. I'm getting the feeling that Crystal, and I don't, not to say that Jade's not, but mm-hmm. Crystal probably came here and made her fortune, so to speak, with, you know, interaction and finding people and finding places and things that were conducive to what she wanted to do. And you right. did that. Brian came here and he found a karaoke bar that he liked. And from there we met. And it was, you know, it was love at first fart and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But, uh, but yeah, you, it is what you make it. I really think so. And I, it seems oh, like you two have made it. Yeah. I think that the music scene in Charlotte is extremely, I mean, just gravitational. I mean, it's super easy for you to, to kind of plug yourself in. Everybody's very welcoming. 
you know, there was a there was a short lived period of time, maybe like ten years ago, where there were like kind of turf wars, and then there were a couple assholes who weren't the nicest people who would kind of make it difficult for you to book somewhere or for you to work with other people. I was going to ask you, by turf war, do you mean like venues? Venues. Oh, big time. Oh, big yeah. time. But that stuff, I mean, because of the type of people that musicians are, it gets shut down so quick, and those right. the cats that weren't any good got ran out of town real fast. Well, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, been, it's been nice. The camaraderie is, is nice. Do you know Ryan Williams? Ah, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, he, he promotes a lot of shows and um, does okay. a lot of heist and a lot of... Um, we don't want to say jam band stuff, but it's, it's that stuff like that. Is that the uh, same dude? Um, no, no, he works, works at the Vin- Vinyl Pies where he works and stuff. Okay. But, but he books. Sh- he just booked the 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 big show at Heist. It was like a month ago. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he does like jam bands and local bands and stuff like that. But that's awesome. He said he started out not knowing anything, screwing up everything, and then finding that other people were a little bit resistant and. Downright combative, but he worked his way through it just like you ladies say you did. And, you know, he seems to like it now a lot. We had him on last episode, and he said when he started booking shows, they were like, what time's loading? And he said, what's a loading? And then they they were like, what what do I need to plug this in? And he was like, what is that? And then he said, what is a clock? (laughs) Yeah, so we figured it out. But, I mean, that's how... I, we did with the the booking venues. Jade's done some shows I did. Yeah. I booked oh, at yeah. the venues and stuff. Absolutely. And they've always gotten way better because we've dealt with better venues or, I should say, newer venues and breweries now and that are open to booking music and stuff like that. So the whole Charlotte scene is changing drastically. Do you book oh, yeah. any shows, Crystal? Have you done any of that stuff? Um, I did when I was doing Basements and Attics. Um, and then, say, so I lived in Hilton Head and Hilton Head's like weird i mean i made bank in hilton head because there's so much money there and you could just go play the same set every night and um it was just tourism and then so all the musicians they're like save up their money during the season and then you just had kind of sit pretty for a little bit and then you do it again so when i moved here it was like a culture shock i was like oh shit i can't play music for a living in charlotte i have to get like a real job so um i started teaching whenever um i helped co-found girls rock charlotte and that like shifted me and more in the education part and then I stopped playing gigs so much um I had a daughter and she was just small and it's like hard to do that when your kid's really little just you know the lack of you're sleep telling me that. that babies and kids are small at first <laughs> they don't just look like me when they come out uh, no well, grotesque and hopefully large not. hopefully not <laughs> no kidding <laughs> Tell us more about the uh, the teaching stuff. Do you have an educational background? Did you go to college for that? Or anything? No, I actually went to college for graphic design. But okay. um, I just went to um, the first the, – the premise of Girls Rock is in one week, girls and gender diverse youth, they um, learn an instrument, they form a band, they write an original song. At the end of the week, they have a show. And we do all of this at um, the Blumenthal Performing Arts Center in, in Uptown at Spirit Square. And in the first year of that, I just saw like – all these kids, like at that first year, the youngest was ten, but they were playing instruments and writing a song by the end of the, end of the week and had never even touched a drum kit or anything. And they managed to do it, and it was just really inspiring for me. But also, um, and at that point, I just played bass, but now I play all the instruments. And um, I, all of the kids that I had taught bass to that year, they ended up getting basses like and playing bass and then asking their parents if they could uh, I could be their teacher so like I didn't even put myself out there as a teacher they were their parents called me and were like hey can you come to my house and teach my kids so 
it started really organically like that. And then um, I was having a hard time finding women t- musicians to volunteer because then again, it's like, OK, well, all the musicians, they all actually have day jobs, too. Mm. So it's a lot to juggle. And then I'm like, well, I can't find a drum teacher. So I guess I'm just going to have to learn how to play drums. Well, I, they te- we taught 10 year olds last year, so I can do it. And so I just started learning everything so I could teach it. So you kind of teach yourself so you could teach them or learn as you went along. Yeah. And I and I figured out that I'm just an, like that's my I'm naturally oriented to be a teacher, and, and I didn't have know you learned that. any other that's instruments. Awesome. Yeah, I can play drums, um, guitar, I sing, I play flute. Um, what? Bass Ooh, is you my know what favorite. a great flute solo is? Is Nicolette Larson "Lot of Love" written by Neil Young? Great really? flute solo. Yeah, man. I'm I'm really into Lizzo right now, mm. and she slays the flute. Yeah. Well, that was 42 years ago also, so just letting you know. Yeah. But I got a question for Jade about, because mm-hmm. breweries, I know you play a lot of breweries. I think I play a lot of other I places. Play, but... I play like two breweries. Really? So the brewery circuit is not my, it's not my jam. Really? Yeah. I, I've never really, I've never really figured that one out. See, I was figuring you would play a lot of breweries just because I know you do some solo stuff. I do, do solo stuff, full but, time. Okay, so yeah. I figured breweries would be like calling you to have breweries you come in. is are huge, but I prefer um, I prefer like kind of hole in the wall local businesses. Okay, so that's a, yeah. that's a you just that's a you thing. A you're place where they might come thing. see you as opposed to you're just happen to be yeah, there at the same time. Yeah, I don't time. like I don't like being, I'm with you, I don't man. like being background music, and and a lot of the people that come to breweries are not my cup of tea. Like my music taste and the genre that I typically like to play, <laughs> um, it is more targeted towards uh, 50 plus year old people um, that are drunk and <laughs> disorderly. And those are my favorite kind of people. You know, the ones that mm-hmm. get drunk and then grump at the bar and then they tell you war stories and they're like, you're pretty all right. Kid. You're a people's person. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I like those guys. Like the, like the bar scene in Blues Brothers with the chicken wire. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay. right. See, yeah. And then, then yeah, going to play. There's a couple places in South End that I play. And I like them because I like the staff. Mm-hmm. I'm big on staff. Okay. I like the staff. But uh, that's what she said. <laughs> um, but Those are your words. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We're, we're all friends here. Okay. <laughs> um, so, but the kids, man, the kids in South End that like up and moved to Charlotte and are paying for like $1,000 apartments and four of them together in one place. And they're like, let's go drink at this new bar down the yeah. place where you can pour your own beer and pay $70 for it and get wristbands. Per quart. Yeah. yeah. And then you play there and they're like, do you know how to play Old Town Road? Do you know how to get out of my so, face, kid? So, <laughs> so where, where do you like to pl- what That would bring me to this question of where do you yeah. like to play then? Like where are some uh, of your favorite places? There's a joint that just opened not too long ago. I think they celebrated their anniversary on Cinco de Mayo, actually. And um, it's called Doria's. And it's a locally owned place. Uh, they're near Baxter Village in Fort Mill. And they're a family. So it's a, a wife, her husband, Jen and, and, and Vic Dioria, and they've got their kids there. Are they in Baxter or are they on, no, on like, 160 right there? No, they're down 160 right okay. there, yeah. <clears throat> I know where it is. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. used to be an old shag club, and now they've just got they just got pool tables in there. They do renovations. They're shag real... in the British sense or the shag Hilton in, Head sense? In the Hilton Head sense. Okay, thank you. Yeah. You guys on the internet can't can't see my cool dance moves, my or us hands. or us thumbs downing everything yeah. about Charlotte that we yeah. hate. Precisely, <clears throat> yeah, they're they're great. I love playing there. Um, I love playing at Beantown. They've always been really supportive towards the music the music community. That's over on and Independence Matthews. near Fifty One. That's over and um, it's right in Town Square in Matthews. Okay. Yeah, 
uh, the Gaskins are the people who own that place, and they've they always been. They have WEC, don't they? Don't they have beef on WEC? I have no idea. It's like one of the only places she Charlotte has beef plays on WEC. Yeah, I huh? don't eat meat. She doesn't eat there. She just plays there. <laughs> I'm hungry now, buttholes. But yeah, they're great, and they have live music every day of the week. Um, they do twice on the weekends. They do big music festivals. They're super supportive of their community, and they're just really great people. Do you live out that way, out near Mint I Hill? I live, or you like, live... 10 minutes from here. Okay. I'm on my side. What area are you living in now, Chris? You don't have to give us your address I live in Mint Hill. Okay. And I, I um, I've been doing my the open mics with Lady Rockstars. We do that at Moochie's on Shannon Lee's open mic, and she's amazing. She is the greatest. And that is a huge, awesome community, too. Yeah. Every time we go there, all the musicians she that come, like, they're always so supportive. And yeah. She's built an empire there. When people ask me what they should do as far as getting started playing music is concerned, how to book shows, what to do, go to an open mic, and I tell them either go to Smoky Joe's on a Tuesday to go network, mm-hmm. not to book shows but to meet some of Charlotte's, like, best cats. And then go to Moochie's on a Tuesday night and talk to Shane and Lee and network there and play there. Because the people, that's how you're going to meet people to build a band. That's how you're going to network and ask where to play and who to talk to. I mean, those are some of the greatest people that you could possibly meet. <clears throat> Is that how you guys met the bands that you've played for, gone, going to places like open mics? That's how I got, I guess I've been asked to be in the bands that I've been in. So that's how they've, like, found, found me. They know of me. Right, I got you. You know. Um, so my first, my actual Hilton Head band, that story's kind of weird. Like, Is that Fred or Richard? No, well, Fred was like, we're going to play the talent show. Like, and then <laughs> we, we learned, like, a Marilyn Manson song, and we're like, yeah. That's great. Which does not fit the name Fred. Okay, so what we're looking at, the yeah. equivalent <laughs> in Swedish music would be from Nihilist to Entombed. Got well, it now. But I was really self-conscious, and I was scared to play out, and I had stage fright really bad. So I did, I just, like, shut that out. I'm like, I'm going to make art, and then I can make the thing and put it out, and I don't have to be there. In that talent show it. gig for Fred, what did you play? Did you play or sing? Bass. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if that went that yeah. far back. Okay. Yep. Where did Fred come from? I don't, rem- I don't okay. remember. I just, about Richard? Maybe. A bunch of teenage boys I was playing music with. Those two times. And the, the first, the first band, the first band we were in um, was I was playing in a duo with this guy named Kelly Mullen, and um, one of my girlfriends, her boyfriend is a big metalhead, and he is it's insanely talented. He wins the guitar solo thing at um, at the gosh, it's not at Epicenter. They called it Epicenter mm-hmm. now. He wins the guitar solo thing every year there. Um, kids insanely talented. He's not a kid. He's older than I am. Uh, but he he wanted to get into the bar gig to just make some side money. Mm-hmm. So we put a band together and we called it Free Beer. So that was, that was our band because if you put it on a... Yeah, you know, that's a little misleading and genius yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But what? we played a whopping one show at, um, gosh, the guy who owned it, he sold the place. But it was some kind of billiards in Matthews. And it was great. And... Did y'all just have your names as the name of the group, or yeah, did you have a gig free, free like, like Richard or Ricardo? Free beer. Free beer. But I mean, after that, did you do anything else with it? No, nope, that was the only show okay. we ever did. Got it. <clears throat> Tensions broke the band up. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah, new band, I found. Cheap. I met the people through Girls Rock, so it's like Girls Rock leadership. We just kind of jammed, and that's awesome. Yeah, and we're gonna. We have five songs now, and. Um, we're probably going to play Tommy's open mic within the next month. Nice. And then my um, music space is going to open, like, our grand opening is September 
21st. It's a Saturday. Okay. And we're going to play, like, that's our first gig. Is that an actual physical location you'll have? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My my spot is um, at... Um, on East 22nd Street. Okay. So um, Paul and Ruth Ava Lyons, they, um, they like started Noda with like a couple other artists in the early 80s, I guess. So they bought this like old factory and then um, they, they came back from like an artist residency in Thailand. They were like, we want to bring this to Charlotte and create a space where artists can come and create in like little studio spaces, kind of like this space. And so they they like re- renovated this factory and then put an art studio there and then they ended up buying like that's when all the artist spaces started to form in Noda, and so like um, as everything started building up and really pretty much once they announced the light rail they were kind of like okay this area is gonna get like ridiculous, so um, they got a property on Twenty Second Street it's like close to Amelie's across from um, Cordella Park. Okay. And there's a new wine bar that's going to open up there. And then across the street from that is this really cool house um, that, that we call Rock on 22nd. So it's my business pack at our music lab and then Girls Rock Charlotte in the same house. And um, we got like crazy sponsorship to renovate this house. This house is like 100 years old because wow. back in the day it used to belong to or it was like a mill manager's house because that was all textile factories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like this really cool piece of history. And um, and our backyard goes really long and it feels like you're in the woods because there's so many trees. and There's like a bamboo forest. But they um, just built a stage in the backyard for us because we got sponsored by DPR Construction. So they've like we've gotten like 50 grand worth of donate donations for renovations for this house. That's awesome. Yeah, it's killer. And the space is so it just feels really good in there. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Something to go back to the beginning is what were your influences growing up like what got you both into music and then even now what i know you said you're still you're into lizzo right now but, well i mean but like yeah. what like growing <laughs> up what what really influenced you guys to get into Trent music? Reznor. okay excellent oh man i don't know i went to an arts high school and um i went to northwest right down the street mm-hmm. and um it was just being there is just kind of like inspiration you don't really have an option to not do yeah something artistic so i did everything like musical theater there but never really had a draw to actually play music or, or did you have a favorite singer or group or maybe we can rephrase the question no okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. know i like i like a little bit like of everybody. a lot of stuff i was a snob yeah i me never too. like Still i am. like nine inch nails like if you don't like get away from me <laughs> yeah there was nobody like, i like i really fangirled over growing up um now i'm like super nerd out over over certain artists but then i guess like all we studied was like duraflay or like vivaldi so i guess my biggest influences were more classical just because of the technicality that came Mm -hmm. with the vocals and theory and precision you know breathing all sorts of techniques like that were things that i admired especially artists who wrote very strictly in um, like a staccato where it was very dynamic and difficult for you to, to just challenging for you to be able to breathe and, and execute notes correctly. So I guess that was the most I don't know, inspiring thing for me as a musician because it challenged me vocally. Well, a lot of the classic masters were disturbed, just like Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you ever? Tool, this is probably sure. before you Primus were born, but uh, well. Trent Reznor did an interview in Spin Magazine once, and he said that he, this is probably like 1998, and he took himself off of antidepressants because he realized one day it just wasn't normal to be happy all the time. 
I thought that I'm, was bizarrely genius. I probably framed that yeah. interview and hung it in my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was that was like when I was really into yeah. it. It was like, you know, late 90s and stuff. Yeah. So. And I remember already, I saw uh, Nine Inch Nails at the uh, the first Lollapalooza in 1991. Hell yeah. And it was something. It was something else. And I was already into it, but I was real into it. And then I read that interview and I was like, man. Guy's got it figured out while His, also being the disturbed. The new stuff's great. Oh, it's too. amazing. Yeah. It's so, th- oh, yeah. so awesome. Um, yeah. Well, anything that was like super ba- like I love Primus a lot when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And then Chili Peppers. I, I really like the Beastie Boys, but I really didn't get into hip hop until I moved to Hilton Head because I went to go see this band play. Um, and it was four piece and a biscuit. I would go see them play with my roommate, and we would just go see them play because we could dance to it. Yeah. And it was like mostly like 90s hip hop. And um, I was at, uh, we ended up hanging out with them a lot. And one of the guys in the band like had an acoustic bass, which I never even knew those existed. And I was like, oh, can I play it? And I started playing like a Tool song and he was like, what the fuck? (laughs) You can play. And then he he was just around all the time because he dated my roommate. So he kept teaching me their songs and I learned their songs. And he was like, he's like, you're better than our bass player. And they kicked him out and then (laughs) brought me in the band. And then I realized I love hip hip hop now because the bass lines are so fun to play. Is Is that what pulled you into wanting to play the bass? Was like just listening to Trent Reznor. Well, I think what pulled me into wanting to play the bass was I was really intimidated and by guitar because it's really weird to start playing, and I didn't like my family was poor; they wouldn't pay for me to have a teacher. So when I had a guitar laying around, I just couldn't figure it out, and I didn't have anybody Mm -hmm. to teach me. But bass was like, oh, it's just one note at a time, and I can figure it out. That was like right as the internet was starting to exist, so I could sort of read tabs a little bit, and I could wait 20 years for shit to download off Napster and like <laughs> started to like hear it and figure less it out. Less than dial up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a good band name, by the way. Less than dial up. Slower than dial up. How about that? Sure. If you, if you got it. Um, so I know you both have families and you both have kids. How does balancing, because you do a bunch of stuff. Well, I do stuff with kids. Well, right. And then you, you're you playing music all over the place. Yeah. So how do you guys, and you just got married, and how do you guys balance, you know, all the jobs and the stuff you're doing and teaching the kids and then your own kids and, and family? How tough is that to do? Or is it not tough? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's tough. It's I'm, hard, I'm yeah. going through a divorce right now, and I mean, like, everything's shifted for me. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I mean, I work, I work Sunday is my day off, and every other day I work 11 to 12 hours a day. And like, do you just mandate that you say, I'm not doing anything on Sunday? Where even if I feel like I want to, I just won't do it. Give yourself that one day a well, week. Well, Sunday is like my day, I can yeah. choose, mm-hmm. I have a choice, but okay. it's like yeah. Monday and Tuesday, I do this thing, and then I just I stack lessons all these other mm-hmm. days, and then I have like this other flex space where I can do stuff. But I mean, it's just me, it's like I don't have any money coming in other than my own, so I just have to hustle my ass off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I have mm-hmm. the space so that like I got started the lab like when I had my daughter and she was an um 
what? She was two when I opened it. So she just came to work with me every day. And so I created like curriculum and classes based around like her, like her nap schedule and stuff. Would you bounce okay. stuff off of her and say, try to teach her stuff and see how she responded? Well, um, I Maybe created a test. whole cat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I realized one, kids' songs are annoying as fuck. Yes. Like, I don't want to sing worse. the itchy. So I started, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna, shit. yeah, I was like, I'm going to make a baby <laughs> class for kids. And it's like, then I started learning kids' songs and I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. This is terrible. Mm. And then I, so I put the class on and then the parents would sit there like, oh my God. And I'm playing it like, oh my God. And the kids are like, yeah. But then whenever I listen to Primus and stuff, Cadence is like bouncing off the walls. Like Mason she loves it. fall asleep in the car to Flogging Molly. I'm like, how are you <laughs> like this? So I'm like, you know what? We don't need like to play kids yeah. music to kids. Actually, so I created this class called Baby Punk where I just play songs that I like and I like use kazoos for the lyrics. And then I create little games and stuff. Like I base it off certain bands so there's like a Black Sabbath one and a Radiohead one and I'll play all this stuff and loop it and then we have baby mosh pits where they just like jump into beanbags we do crowd surfing <laughs> so all the like big kids stand up and the crowd surfing is two feet off the ground oh yeah we like take the little infant babies over top and I give them all tattoos and it's it's fun like the parents have a really good time too yeah, that's awesome I just, it doesn't seem necessarily like work because you're having fun no no yeah. I love it I know I mean I want to get to the point and I will, because now I'm in Noda, and like the like I'm just in the middle of it. Because before I was in Indian Trail, and it's like a drive, but I was still like managing because my stuff's so niche, like nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ultimately get to the point where I can have this class. I can bring other women that are moms that are musicians in to like make side money too, and teach them how to do it. So I want to build like a franchise, basically, where yeah. I can employ women musicians who can do that and bring their kids to work because it's really hard to like pay for childcare. Yeah. I mean, unless like you have family to help you out, like you're screwed. I don't, I didn't yeah. have anybody here to help me out. And like me and my daughter, she's like, I'm just lucky because she's really, really easy and chill. Yeah. Mason is, Mason's a really chill kid too. Like there are times where we're even now like finding childcare. You have so many people who are like, Hey, I'll watch your kid. Like, you know, whenever you need it, like if you need time and you hit them up and they're like, just crickets. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody wants to watch your children. No one does. No, I'm going to you the know. Fred show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there. I mean, I've brought my, I've brought Mason to like patio shows before, and like he'll come out with me, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday or something like that, and he'll crawl in my guitar case or like lay underneath my feet like while I'm playing, and um, people love him. I mean, people ask me all the time, "Is Mason coming out today?" But I had a normal like regular person job mm-hmm. <laughs> when I. Those uh, suck. Right. Uh, like as soon as he was born, I stepped into a job that was like a one that you needed a four year college education to get into. But I weaseled my way into this place and I was working in the sales department for a contract packaging and third party logistics company up off of Statesville Road. And um, I worked there from 730 till 430 every single day, like Monday through Friday. And then I would play shows on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And the people that were in my life who would occasionally watch Mason, if I played shows and I said, can you watch him while I'm playing this show? They'd go, you're selfish. Like, you're doing this for you. You're not doing this for mm-hmm. your son. I'm just like, dude, I can do something that makes me feel good about myself and then also pay me. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, and that's your no job. different than going to work in another or a second part-time job. Yeah. I was Nothing like, if, you're, if your job sucks your soul out of you, that's your problem. But not only did they feel good and pay you, but, like, that could be your job. And yeah. you could do it full-time and make there that money. There are so and many people. Your, that's you know, why, like, that's and no it's offense. good for like, your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, your kid sees you, like, 
being creative for being sure in, being yeah. out in the community gets inspired by it like my daughter loves all she wants to do is watch youtube videos of concerts that's awesome i'm sure it directly correlates to her growing up situation well yeah and you know <laughs> that was mason was probably my biggest inspiration when people ask me like why i wanted to play music there was never a moment in my life where i was like i want to play music for a living because growing up like growing up in mint hills i don't mean to bash where you're living but that's like where i grew up and the people there are like oh that's just a pipe dream like that's unrealistic like even still i go to my hometown and i was there last week with my family at the church that i grew up in and um my son was attending like a vacation bible school what denomination Uh, presbyterian man Old, old money old money and they're great people don't get me wrong I have to say that for the Lord, uh, but they're great people. <laughs> the they're great Lord. people. Don't get me wrong, uh, but um, but man, they still look at me and they go, Jade, what are you doing, dude? I've had the same job for over six years. Yeah. I've owned my own business for over six years, yeah. and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> the same thing I've been doing, and they go, well, what is that? And I was like, I play music for a living, but then I have to. I've learned to to rephrase that into, I own two businesses. Mm-hmm. One is music, and the other one is art, and I do them both full time. And we are very successful. Yeah. And it's yeah. real money, not for play. <laughs> yeah, supports yeah. me and my family. Yeah, for Crystal, sure. Crystal, I had a question. Um, with the Girls Rock thing and the new location up in Noda, will, you talked about bringing other women and mothers in. Will you have a daycare type thing where you could, no. you know, they could, so other women could watch while you practice or just the kids would be in there with you? Well, it's not big enough. Okay. And plus, that's like a crazy insurance liability thing. Absolutely. Make okay. it a daycare. But like, I, I mean, <clears throat> if I could bring, like, I just brought in a, um, another teacher, Barb, and she is awesome. And she's got two kids. And I mean, by all means, she could bring her kids to work with her right. if she wanted. But is there a space for them to be... Like, just over where you can see them playing or something like that. Just a little extra space for them is all I'm asking. Um, well, the way I have it is, like, I have cameras. So gotcha. you can have, like, a baby monitor, basically, with you. Or you could – you you just need to come see it. Oh, will? There's like, oh, yeah, we will. There's, yeah, there's, um, there's two, bring two big there? rooms la- downstairs, and I can just pull toys out. Yeah, you can bring your kid. I'm his kid. I usually um, – He's an th- We teach upstairs, though, and the steps are, like – they're old, they're cool, but they're like not Narrow kid friendly. Steep. Like yeah. I baby gate that's that off so they yeah. can't go up there. That's the craziest thing to me about there's so many jobs where you would think that you'd be able to bring your kid and they're like, Oh, absolutely not. There's like freelance home cleaning businesses, um, which was a lot of things that I was looking into because it got to the point where I couldn't afford childcare anymore mm-hmm. with my real job that I had. Um these are air quotes for yeah. the internet. Um, with my my real real job. Duly noted. I'll put a video of you. And yeah, <laughs> that'll be the, like, the 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 tab of the of yeah. the video. Everything Jade says is in air quotes because none of it's true. <laughs> um, uh, no, but there's just so many jobs that you'd think where you could just bring your kid, and you know you look for all of those um, when you're when you're a mom. You look for every single one of them, trying to figure it out. And yeah. they're like, oh, no way. You can't you can't bring your kid here. So having something I mean, like that. I had that, a full-time job with benefits. Like, I was managing a Victoria's Secret, if you can believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> not for me at all. But I was doing it, and, like, it paid for the birth of my child. But then yeah. when it came down to it, I'm like, look, I You're can pay exchanging. somebody. Like, basically, I can pay somebody to raise my kid for me, and I'm going to come out with, like, an extra 300 bucks a week. And then when like, are you going to spend no. time? What's the point of procreating if you don't get to hang out with them? Like, that makes no sense at all. So when I started, I pushed myself to play music full time so that I could hang out with my kid during the day. 
because it's not any, not only is it anybody else's responsibility, but that's no one else's privilege. Like they didn't, they don't, they didn't birth that kid. That's not their right to hang out with them and get to spend time with them. Like that kid's cool. I want to be. I had 13 kidney stones. Does that count as birthing a kid? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> not at once, Crystal. If it was like, like a, stare. Isn't it like the size of a lemon coming out of your nose? Oh, Have you no, had a lemon-sized kidney no, stone? No, stop. No. All right, man. No, that's, I don't, I don't, <laughs> that's supposed oof. to be as painful as childbirth. Kidney stones? No, nah, dude. Heard that. They said that 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 having a baby is like having a lemon come out your nose. Mm. So God. maybe like a tangerine come out your wiener. It wasn't nearly <laughs> that big, nor is never mind. <laughs> anyway, it hurt. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Oh man. <coughs> anyway. <Jesus. laughs> well, so what else do you guys do other than your seven hundred things you're involved with and the seven hundred things you're involved with? Do you have anything with? you do for fun? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you hang out with your kids for fun yeah. when you can, but I mean, I know. I, it's... Did, I did the She Says podcast uh, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Okay. That oh, that's pretty cool. cool. That's I cool. liked that whole process. I'd like to do more soundtrack work. It was fun. I'd like to do more fun things. I feel like I'm at the point in my life where I'm starting to understand. I'm really young and I don't know how to handle on any of this. Um, all I understand <laughs> is what you said earlier is the hustle of working for yourself. That's about it. Um, I got that down. <laughs> but the whole managing self-care outside of that is probably my biggest struggle is like taking time for yourself mm-hmm. when do you bathe because you're doing a Oof. thousand things like can you shower more than once a week is it possible um are you able to like eat food in general can you prepare a meal for yourself and not just your kid can I get microwaving more than two eggs hours of sleep yeah, yeah can i get more than two hours of sleep Man, saturdays are my worst days coming into Sundays because I'll do two shows on Saturday. I'll do a patio show and then I'll do an evening show. And sometimes those evening shows, there's one joint that I play that I don't get out to out of. I get done with the show at 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I get out of there, beeline at home, nap, and then wake up and I'm at church at 7 o'clock in the morning and I have two services back to back. When you do the two shows, are they like right back to back too? There's time for me to maybe get like fast food in between them sometimes. And that's like, that's how that, <laughs> that's how that goes. Um, I'm, and like, it's I'm just discovering brutal. now. Well, because now like my life situations changed, so, mm-hmm. um, and I like had to stay home more, and now I can be a little bit freer. So it's been really cool to just be able to go to shows, and like support other I people. I yeah. Like I went to um, I went to Snug Harbor the other day, and I saw Stevie, and they were so freaking good. Um, and then I love Snug Harbor. Like, and, and I never, yeah. Go, yeah, I was not going to shows, and it's like. It's hard when you work so much and you make music too, and then you want to support other artists. Absolutely, that's been like, my biggest regret. <laughs> yeah, my biggest regret is not being able to get out to all the open open mic scenes that pushed my success. Um, and I try to like give back to those as often as possible. If I can volunteer for one of those when I'm on mm-hmm. an off night, like I try my best. Um, but it's rare. Uh, and then trying to get out to see people play or getting out to a show in general is always tough. Um, I, f- I feel like I'm at like this impasse where I'm realizing because like I've been I've been hard at it like I'm like I'm gonna change the fucking world I'm gonna like inspire girls and transgender youth and I'm gonna like and I have bit, had this crazy drive to like build this thing and the thing is built now and like I'm I'm ready to like bring people in like I'm ready to hire people so like I can have a life because I it was this past just this past year like I had this realization that like I'm not my mission like mm-hmm. I am not my music I am a separate being that needs to rest and have friends and have a life and like I am of course like all those things are make up who I am but like I'm 
like I know I have my one day off right now. I'm working toward a toward a goal though. And Absolutely. I'm like I have to work my ass off to like but but I also want to create something that like I can bring other people into it cuz the whole thing is it for me. Like the whole thing is for others as well, but I've like put myself on the back burner for <clears throat> a long ass time. For sure. Well, I've been there. I've been in the same situation. Yeah. Very much so even right up until the very well, I recent think every past. business owner is going to have yeah. that issue. My particular one was I didn't pay my dues on certain things when I was younger like you guys. I'm about to graduate college after 32 years. I'm, I stopped working at the bar I was at for five and a half years, and that was taking all my time on the weekends and all my time at night. And I didn't have time to go to shows, and I didn't have time to devote to the things we, Brian and I do with our business and our side ventures with music. So um, once I changed some things around and decided, hey, I'm almost done with school, I can do this, I can do this, I can stop at the bar... A lot of fast, positive changes. No, it was a good thing anyway. You have to oh, pay your dues, whether it's yeah. financially or emotionally or mentally, and you I'm, know, life goes on. I mean, all I, their I worked for a cybersecurity company in Charlotte and made good money. And one day, I went home to my wife and I was like, "Listen, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna go full time contract design work. Tom and I are starting a t-shirt company. Is that cool?" She was like, "Yeah." do it sure. yeah. right. absolutely yeah, life's too so, short to yeah. just like that's, grind on through and that's the biggest thing i say to people man is that once you're you make the space like once you say you commit and you say okay like mm. i i'm done like i'm just gonna take the leap like i ever i feel like you never know how you're gonna end up like how things are gonna meet you and for and sure. like everything has just like risen to me this past year it's cr- it's been cr- a crazy year for me and like i did a i did a fucking ted talk and like that was like that was insane. That's like I thought that was a Fred my... talk, <laughs> right? Back in the day, but like that was one of the hardest things I've ever done yeah. in my life. And How did I, that come about? Did they um, approach you and? Well, um, um, my friend Laura Americo, she she did one a couple years ago. She's so awesome. And um, she she knew I was like a talk junkie. Like I love listening to, to podcasts and talks and stuff. And she was like, uh, "Crystal, you got to do this. It's time." And so I like applied and then I made it to the next round I'm like well there's no way I'm going to make it and then I kept making it through the rounds do you submit a, a recorded version of it or do you submit it in writing or just the concept of um, it or where do you send it where so did they do it you have an application actually I think they're accepting applications now for this year if you want to give a TED talk oh but, god <laughs> man please I, I worked a room blue <laughs> there's an application and then you have to submit like a video that you made and I got um, I did like a video where I got the scholarship to do Marie Forleo's B school, which is like a, it's really fucking cool. And like I got accepted out of like two thousand people, they chose seventeen. Damn. Yeah, That's and wild. so I had that video, and then I submitted it with my like I don't even know what I wrote because I was like sweating, shaking, typing this shit out. And then um, you must have it, been the smartest motherfucker ever come out of Fayetteville, West Virginia. Probably <laughs> by far. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it, man. Well, uh, so I did that, and then you have to make a five-minute speech. And so my five-minute speech hadn't ended up being nothing like what my actual speech was. It was like uh, how to how to rewire brain to dismantle the patriarchy. So I had this crazy theory, and I did all like this polling and shit. But anyway, it like I I went through. If you just like just watch it, I yeah. won't go into because it's like it's a lot. It's pretty heavy, but it's basically it's about like how my sexual assault as a teenager like how I latched on to music and it ended up healing me. And now I, I use that to like create that same situation for other people so they can heal too. And so I give examples of people that I'm at along the way, but I didn't know I was going to talk about it until it was just, 
until I did that um, She Says soundtrack because, mm. like, Sarah reached out to me, which I met her here, like, in the it was like in a room like this. We went in a closet that was like this. And she was interviewing me for Lady Rockstars. And afterwards, she was like, I, I was just like, uh, so I know this is weird, but will you be my friend? <laughs> she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be your friend. I like you too. It was, it was really awkward. So, uh, yeah, then she asked me to do the soundtrack. And I'm like, I've, I've never done anything like that. She's like, well, I've never done a podcast before. Like, let's just do it. And then she sent me the story, which it's about, like, this woman navigating sexual assault, like, within the system and how fucked up it is. And she sent me that initial thing, and it really made me, like – it triggered me and it made me go back into my stuff. So I like channeled that when I was writing the music for it. And it ended up being this really long healing process for me. So whenever I came on the other side of it, like um, some other things accumulated, I'll tell people about it at some point, but like some cool, cool stuff happened. And then it was just like, I knew that I had to tell that story in my Ted talk. And so it like, Whenever I wrote everything out and I, like, tr- figured out what I was trying to say, I, like, helped me figure out who I was because I wasn't really sure at that point. And so it just, like, got everything, like, r- lined up right. And ever since that, then it's just been opportunity after opportunity, and I just keep going and going and going. Free your mind, your yeah. ass will follow. Yep. We'll put up a link to that TED Talk, by the way. Cool. And also, of course, we'll be promoting. It's called Women Rock. Turn Up the Volume. Okay. All right. That's okay. awesome. We, um. When you when's the grand opening of the new place? Um, September twenty first. Did it take you a long time to pick that spot, or no? It was another one of those like that's why you you just can't know how things are going to happen right. because <clears throat> I like my business in Indian Trail was so tied into my ex husband. I knew I was already ready to sacrifice everything I'd built to to leave the relationship, and so I like. I just kind of said, okay, I'm going to put this out there. And then I, it just, it, it like said, here, Crystal, here you go. Here's this thing that I'm like, I don't have any money. Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay, have place a Noda. Like, I never yeah. even, like, I used to dream about that being like an option. But then, you know, the past few years, I'm like, yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. I can afford it. But Paul and Ruth, like, they're legit, really good people. And they want to build like a cultural center, like a thing, like, they want that street to be like the what Noda once was, yeah, and to have like be Back their the final little days. legacy that they're gonna leave. So they're creating this artist space, and they're like really been super kind and supportive. And like now that I'm with in the same building as Girls Rock, like Girls Rock is the main place leaseholder right so that the building itself is a nonprofit organization so we're able to get like all of these donations i can give people tax deductible receipts if they like donate to to the building that's awesome right interesting yeah it's awesome it's gonna need a write-off so i'm like that's why i'm saying you don't you don't know you don't know how like things are gonna happen you just have to like jump into it right do you ever do anything with School of Rock? Have you ever met any of those people? Do you know them at no, all? No, I'm like I love School of Rock though because okay. I get yeah, like great. I know their kids. Like yeah. you know, I've I've heard nothing but good stuff about them, and I know some of the teachers there, and that's yep. really cool. That yep. that's Johnny here. Wicker is one of the main guys over there now, and um, George Banda, he's good. Um, so I love gotta, George. Yeah, George is a talented motherfucker. Yeah, he is. we're about to do some shirts for him. And boy, I it's saw his, it's his mind. It is wild. His songs yeah. are insane. <laughs> I got to see him for the first time at like a songwriter showcase, and like we were saying, because we never get out to see music. I don't know who any of these guys are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew who the older guys were because I like grew up with them sure. and everything. Uh, but George was there, and I had no idea who he was. And he starts playing, and I was like, 
Yeah. You guys can't see me on the internet, but I'm making like a big O face because it was just crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I know Phil. Um, Phil teaches there too. Uh, what's his last name? He's in Modern Moxie now, and I saw to see them at the Evening Muse, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I I just can't wait to buy people's like albums and stuff. Like, there's oh, talent yeah. out there, man. I mean, yeah. that was so the talent. Much. That's one thing with me doing, like us doing our own thing now is too is like I'm trying to make it a point to at least go to three local shows a month, and I just went. There's a band in here called uh, Prep and Barium. They're a heavy band, and we love the guys. But they had a show a couple nights ago at Milestone, and this band was in there called Vortex of Old Men. If you haven't seen Vortex of Old Men, go, <laughs> go. see that. I just, I cannot, I just can't get Prepare to be thoroly impressed I don't buy, because it's I don't a bunch buy of, a lot visual, of local. The visual, though, is so great. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was awesome. I don't buy a lot of local <laughs> bands' T-shirts. I really don't. But I got I bought everything they had on their table. I was like, these That's guys are crazy. fucking sweet. And, and being in here has allowed us to... Like he said, meet some cool people, be able to see some cool shows. But then every once in a while, you get to see something that just blow your mind. Yeah. Adrian Crutchfield. There's another band in here, Winter's Gate. It's just like it's right up my alley, man. Just dis- nice. disgusting, just thoroughly deathly death metal. And uh, to have them juxtaposed back to back with the former saxophone player for Prince and Lionel Richie yeah. and Bette Midler, it's oh, it's man. a great time. Let yeah. me tell you. Yeah, yeah, we yeah saw, that's fun. Adrian stuff. in there, I was like, Jesus. Yeah, and that's he's crazy too. He's still still on HBO from his mama. It's like walking <laughs> yeah. down the hallway in here is just like yeah, this the really interesting the soundtrack. People, yeah, it's it's nuts, man. Well, Tom and I started doing these showcases that I used to do for my other business, and when we moved in here, we made it a point to basically like book shows at certain places. Book four bands, sell tickets, give the bands the ticket Split money. the money. We just did a show at Hattie's. We're doing another one this Saturday, but, you know, Saturday, to, to bring 170 people to Hattie's on a Saturday night is kind of cool. That's awesome. So yeah. that's what we're doing Dude, now. Dude, congrats, man. That's Thanks. badass. Yeah. But that's, well, and tickets for five bucks, you know. Who doesn't yeah. want to go see four yeah. bands for five bucks? I always you know? tell the bands, you might not make a lot, but is you make something. Is the stage still in there? It's no. not a stage. No. no. It's no. like a... Riser. It's kind of a corner. No, 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 it's no floor it's level. Nah. I think that, somebody might have been tripping over it or something. Look, there's a pool table over there to the like right when you're looking at it, and it's broken, so they can't even move it. That's a merch table. So oh, it becomes yeah. The merch table, I've yeah. leaned up again. Yeah, it becomes the merch table. <laughs> uh, thank you for breaking it. Yeah, that was probably me. Yeah. <laughs> but we've even done shows at Oso Skate Park. I don't that know. That was a fun show. That place, That's but... wild. Yeah, yeah, it's like really narrow and long, and to get 80 people in there, it's... The, the acoustics in there are, whew. Yeah, it's weird. It's really hard to hear the vocals. Yeah. But if you open the back door at just the right time on a Saturday night, your opening act can have his opening statement interrupted by a train going yes. by. Yeah, that's it's really awesome. cool to have like yeah. skaters just all around the van. Yeah, and too. there were some people skating yeah. while we were doing it. I saw uh, Mercury Dimes in there not mm-hmm. too long ago. And uh, actually, Sharon Dow, she's doing a mural in there uh, with Girls Rock. Like, Cool. partnering and there's going to be a girls rock mural the kids are coming to help paint it did it's, she do uh, some of the work over there in that building where oso is because uh, they got has some crazy one, yeah work. she has one on the wall like she's she's all over charlotte the wall the one wall in the hallway they have 3d glasses the 3d yeah you can put 3d glasses on it that's cool don't drink don't drink when you go over there it's next to that axe throwing place yeah, they have an axe throwing place. There. I want to go there. Dude, how can that be a good thing? People getting wasted throwing axes. I know that might <laughs> go like down in league. Fayetteville. Every time I yeah, try to go and I can't get in because the league they is have throwing. To, you have to book an appointment to go do those things. Because one day we had like a Sunday free. It was like a very serendipitous thing when a venue calls me and they're like, hey, we accidentally double booked you. And I'm like, great, because I got the day <laughs> off. And I never schedule myself any free time. So when that happens, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, and so... I told my husband, I was like, we should go throw axes today. And I looked at the schedule, and there was no free time. You have yeah. to, like, call ahead of time, mm-hmm. reserve space. Man. We were vending a show Planning. a couple weeks ago, and they had a mobile one. 
guy had this that, a cage yeah, that, that he was pulling dangerous. in a truck. <laughs> mobile it all sounds cage. dangerous. Yeah, it was I mean, I was like, what is going on? It takes one wacko I that doesn't like the shirt cage. you're wearing. How do you acquire an axe cage? I mean, it was just a cage with a board on it, oh. and there were people in there throwing axes. I was like, I don't even know if this guy's regulated to do this or if he just showed up. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of scary. Some yeah. interesting people. But that's kind of all I got for you guys. I got plenty more, but we're going to wrap it up. Time is money. And, uh, Ain't that the truth? Well, that was implied, Jade. Thank you. Well, let's do this, too. Jade, where are you playing next? Yeah. And where can people find you? And where we'll am I Sandy playing next? I am playing at Iron Thunder in, Mon- in Monroe. It's Monroe. <laughs> yeah, down in Monroe on <laughs> Thursday from 7 to 10. Y'all come out. They wear assless chaps. It's a good time. <laughs> do you have any new music coming out anytime soon? I am in the process of recording an album right now. Oddly so enough, the title all... of the album is Assless Chaps. <laughs> all right. It, it is not. <laughs> Though it would probably sell a lot more copies. It's probably. Yeah, we might change it. <laughs> Uh, Website, yeah. Instagram, anything like that? You uh, want to Instagram, promote? Jade Moore Music. Everything's on. Everything's at Jade Moore Music. Facebook is uh, Jade Moore Music. All of it. That's what it is. What about it's you, simple. Crystal Baller? Um, well, the the event September twenty first. Um, it's from three to six, and is it's, it just open to the public? It, yeah, yeah. It's family friendly. So, and we're gonna have little stations of different stuff that kids can. And do. I can bring my boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do baby punk throughout the day. We're gonna have multiple bands playing on the stage. My boy's a nine pound werewolf. Do you understand what I'm? He's I don't a dog. have an adult. I don't have humans. Oh well, we're gonna be outside, so yeah. Yeah, he likes to. He, he'll just pee on something. It's okay. Okay. Um, that then, that really does sound amazing. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. It's gonna be and yeah, you guys got to see the house. It's just it's just so cool. It's so cool. Um, and the kids, um, as they and you guys too, we're gonna have like paint out. We've already started putting handprints on the foundation of the building. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, and then Richards, Richards making music. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. And um. <coughs> Yeah, we've got like five songs, but we're gonna fling and be playing some open mics, and then we're gonna be playing the grand opening event too. And so my website is uh, Pachyderm, P A C H Y D E R M musiclab dot com, and then um, Girls Rock if you want to know more about that. And you have we have year round programming throughout the space um, at Rock on Twenty Second. It's the name of the building. Um, that's twice a month once for one for teens one for kids and it's it's cool um so go to that website girlsrockclt.org we'll put all that up and promote it for you as best we can yeah and i'm gonna go to the the opening i'd like to Come do that out. okay i don't care if you go i'm just saying i'd like to might <laughs> even do it all right yeah do what i want sounds good to me all right we're gonna wrap it up crystal jade thank you very much Thanks for having um, us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for being a great example to other people who are, you know, maybe paying their dues now and maybe getting a little overwhelmed and maybe need something to inspire them to not get uninspired. Thanks. Does that make any sense? No. But thanks okay. for asking for permission before profanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we give a shit, dude. Yeah. All right. Thanks, thank guys. you, ladies. All right. Thank we're you. signing off. Brian, thank we'll... you for nothing.